even the people who don't think they want it would probably want it because it'll feel better to them without them knowing it they're they're going to respond better to 4k they're going to hear ooh, you know the people that just are casual gamers the ones that have a giant tv but still sit too far away from it to really benefit from 4k like they're going to buy this shit because they hear the word 4k not because they hear 60 frames they're buying so tvs now because that. they hear 4k like <laughs> and they, they want to use their so the reason know they're fucking buying tvs the only reason developers know that the only reason they buy phones is because 5g is better than 4g <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, episode 251. We're in the next tier of 50 on our way to 300. I'm one of your hosts, Trip Zero. I'm here with Felix Hergood. Hey, what's up? And Neo Yoshi. Hey, what's going on? And we're here for another week of, uh, of quarantine video game conversations from not the same table. Um, before we really dive in, uh, some housekeeping stuff, like always, guys, we're building out our YouTube presence. So for now, search The Emergent Gamer on YouTube. We're uh, getting close to 100 subscribers. Please help us hit that mark because it'll be a lot easier to share stuff with you. We don't have to tell you to type in a whole name. We just give you a link. It'll be a lot easier to, to use. So follow us there. Check us out. We got breakouts from the episodes that are there. We have fun little reviews that are coming out. We're building out our content. So be there for sure. Tell your friends about us on the podcast. Tell your mom. Tell everyone about the show and come listen to us. Yeah. Yes. Please watch um, you may the recent spoiler cast that we did. Yeah. Me and Neo did a, a, a in-depth conversation of Final Fantasy VII remake there's all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and then as also, we're here every Wednesday night recording this live for you on Mixer and Twitch, Emergent underscore Gamer, live on the audio feeds next morning. Um, another big thing coming up, we got Neo Yoshi, guest starring on another stream coming up this Sunday. I'm going to let him tell you about that. I will be on DJ Kento, who is a kind of funny, big kind of funny supporter. Um, I'm going to be joining him for a movie talk. We're going to discuss uh, the movie Capone and the director, Josh Trank. Uh, and the various happenings around him. Um, because as we know, Final Fantasy, uh, not Final Fantasy, huh? Fantastic Four was a movie that he did, and it did not go the way he planned. Um, so we're going to talk all about that. I'm really excited because I haven't done he, like a he movie. Tweeted, he tweeted a day after the movie came out. That's not my movie. Yeah, that's not my movie. <laughs> I know. It was, and it's, 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 it's crazy what happened. And um, I'm going to do a little research on that, and then we're going to talk about it. And I can't wait. Uh, this is a guy awesome. who's been a constant supporter of my stream and kind of funny so uh it's really really excited to do that with him very very cool neo thank you for awesome. that um so guys what have you been up to how's the week been we had a big really really awesome episode last week we had a uh, diamond jab on we had estrives on we had uh um lock, lock and key, key lock here as well yep we had just so, a whole squad and it was a lot of fun, fun just having a very back. freeform conversation yeah may have gotten a little too drunk too fast on that episode it's dude it happens man and we've been drinking a lot more in quarantine so uh your tolerance it slips it just the lines blur you think you're good and then you're not good and lock talked me into doing the whiskey shouldn't have done the whiskey should have just had a beer that would have been and i would have been fine it would have been great yeah Yeah. i was sober i didn't hear anything awful come out of your mouth i didn't say that was it (laughs) i was just like i can't talk right now well it's it's not necessarily a bad thing right there were six people so it's it's naturally gonna just be hard to kind of juggle 
a conversation flow. I don't think it, it flowed poorly. I think it was good. I think it was fun. I think it was very fun. It was a really fun episode. I really yeah. enjoyed myself uh, with yeah, everybody sure. in, in the chat. It was amazing. In all fairness, Neo, yeah. if I take the episodes all the way back to one on the feed, there's going to be some episodes where I'm just blacked out blind drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there, were, there were actually some blackout episodes we, for we sure. We used to get ripped, man. On yeah. The show. <laughs> yeah, we did. I think there was one episode where um, all of us, I think Big T Larity was on. Oh, yeah. Big T Larity's episode. I think- he was only on one. I don't like, I don't remember leaving your house. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Big T Larity. He was only mm. on the one man. Great times. Well, but uh, yeah, I uh, guess we should talk about games we're playing. Let's do the games we're playing. Felix, what have you been up to? Huh? What have I been up to? So I'm in this like perpetual, like motion in my condo where I go to the seat on the porch, sit for 10, 20 minutes, uh, the couch where I'm uh, watching the Clone Wars TV show. Is this your 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 quarantine routine? Yeah, yeah. To the kitchen to get something to eat or drink. Then to the bedroom. Then back outside. Then back to the couch. Then back to the kitchen to get something to eat. Then back to the bedroom. So bad. And uh, the in the, in in the room I'm I'm in right now now. <laughs> um, I uh, I I'm next to my console and I have this, like my PlayStation, I have this epic season of the show going on. Right. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, uh, I don't know. I fucked up my sliders. So I'm super amazing (laughs) in the game. Like I just did 15 and O against the Atlanta Braves. Um, Congratulations with like, (laughs) with like several members of the lineup hitting home runs. <laughs> like when I say several, I mean like you eight, essentially eight have or a nine. Squad. <laughs> like all- squad from Space Jam is are now baseball players. The way I rationalize it in my head, um, this is the type of scores that you got like before 1900. There were a lot of games that went into like like you know high scores like that. So I'm rationalizing it that way. Uh, at the end of the season, I'm going to adjust my sliders again to figure out uh, how to make it fair for the computer. <laughs> I'm not playing on the hardest difficulty either, but I won't do that because the pitch, the the pitches are too fast and I need T-ball. So <laughs> I'm, I'm more of, I'm, I have the, the players pitching to me like at softball speeds <laughs> Damn, dude. for my own um, uh, sanity because I break, I'll break this table in front of me if I lose like I was lose. There was one point I have twenty three losses. There was one point I was I had lost ten in a row, and I was losing. I, I was give, get ready to give it all up. Um, but I'm starting to understand it. I guess. Well, we're coming along. So, and then other than that, I'm playing Assassin's Creed um, to finish it, and I am in the wow. The first uh, Fate of Atlantis Part One. That first DLC was great. And then it, yes. This is Odyssey you're playing? Odyssey, yeah. Okay. Oh, did I not say Assassin's Creed Odyssey? You, you just said Assassin's Creed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Odyssey. Odyssey. It was the Greek, the one set in uh, ancient Greece. Yeah. So I'm still playing that. And what's really great is you in the Fate of Atlantis DLC, Atlantis is the gateway to the gods, essentially. So your character gets to go in and meet Persephone and Hermes and 
um, Adonis, who's the human that fell in love with Aphrodite. And, and then now I've met in part two, I've just met Hades. So it's getting, it's getting really neat. And I fought Cerberus, the three headed dog. Which was terrifying, and it was an awful, Odyssey. awful fight. Sounds Odyssey terrifying. Still takes place in the Animus, right? Yeah. So it's it's a simulate. Remember the the, the the game's a simulation. Yeah. Right, well, it's a simulation of what they discovered in the DNA of your ancestors. <laughs> Spoiler for the first five minutes of the first Assassin's Creed ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. When you're in when you're in the ancient world, you're actually in VR of someone studying someone's memories inside your DNA. Yeah, which yeah, is not yeah, a real yeah. thing, but they make a pretty convincing argument for it to be a real thing. Right, right, right. Um. So yeah. So this is supposedly a simulation of a, a, a series of events that occurred for real to the ancestor of the main character whose name is Layla Hassan. And Layla Hassan is the one who is going into the animus and experiencing the memories of her great, 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 grandmother, Cassandra, or whatever, who is called the keeper at this point in the story, because she's the keeper of the staff that can keep her alive. So it's, it's crazy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I really enjoy it. I've heard rumors or, or critiques that they've said that this game was too bloated. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's taken, it's taken you a good two years to get through it. It's taking a long time, but they also have not come out with an Assassin's Creed for me to jump off of it onto. You know, so sure. it's like I got all piled up with Assassin's Creed games around the time we got to the launch of Syndicate. Because they were just coming out with one every year, and it was like, oh, I'm not even done the last year's one. So they finally made sense of that and figured it out and then decided to release them in a two-year cycle, which made it easier to actually play through a game and complete it. Um, so, so yeah, so I'm getting close to the end. I can't wait to, to finish that. Um, like I said, coming up, I'm going to be playing on the stream on Saturday. It looks like we're going to be doing some Warzone again. Um, Exciting. I, I bought Call of Duty full game and i think i'm going to go through the story because back in the day i did play call of duty modern warfare one two and three and enjoyed all of them it was when black ops came out that i fell off Um, but i was only in it for the story i was never in it for the multiplayer Um, and warzone would probably the first time i actually played a call of duty multiplayer in in years because i went in to call of duty modern warfare 2's online play and it was fucked up and hacked and full of assholes. And you? No, no. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Back in oh, the day, I went into its online and I was in there for five minutes until I got killed from the sky by a hatchet instantly. And quit. <laughs> Uh, and you never like, nope Felix. are you telling me that you had a uh, a frustrating time in an online multiplayer competitive yeah, game i did i'm just trying to be clear about the conversation we're having come so, on please. man when somebody throws a hatchet into the sky that comes <laughs> down and kills you instantly you quit <laughs> there's so no reason maybe to play they got lucky maybe they've been practicing their hatchet trick shots no i had um, re- read uh, online that there was a hack where somebody could make that happen to anyone mm. And that's when I was like, fuck this. This is full of cheaters. I'm never playing this again. Funny enough, Felix, I've actually, uh, with Ezra's, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty World War II. She, uh, I actually own the game on PS4. I got it for free. Oh, never, yeah. oh, crap, never opened it, never touched it. Um, and that was a game apparently she like started her gaming career on. That was one of the games that she started out on. So I, we unwrapped it and hopped into it. And there are moments where I'm killing it, 
in the co competitive multiplayer, like where I'm absolutely just decimating and running through this game. And then there are, are moments where I'll spawn and I explode. I'll spawn and explode. Uh, and that, and then I'll, I'll get like a, a kill death of like five and 42 deaths. Like it's insane how like the games feel when they fluctuate. It's like a real yo-yo, huh? Yeah, it's insane. No, I'm not, um, I'm not saying that I, I don't want to die a lot in a multiplayer but yeah i kind of don't want to die in a multiplayer a lot <laughs> doesn't, doesn't feel i get great. it i get it, makes it me feel bad you know so. you have to want to play multiplayer in that game to pursue through like the phase where you're dying all the time because you don't know the maps the weapons the movement the angles and i know what you're talking about because i got there with battlefield i'm perfectly okay with the death and destruction that is put on me for the first like couple of months of playing battlefield matches and it happens and in my head in that game i'm perfectly okay i say to myself okay you got it you got to die this amount of times before you get better at it and i have over time i'm not great at battlefield but i got better at sniping and doing everything in that game so i imagine it can probably that ex can extend and also be an experience in call of duty i just have to play it more um, mm -hmm. but well, no i don't like I cheaters i don't fuck cheaters like if I sense if I sense that somebody's fucking cheating in a map, I will fucking bail, dude. I'll shut the fucking game off. Fuck you. It does uh, ruin the experience. Yeah. Um, in the news this week, actually, uh, a lot of uh, one thing that that Call of Duty has been doing with Warzone is they added SMS authentication with all accounts that yeah, are required. God. So what that means is no one can just create free accounts constantly after they get banned when they cheat. So you have to have an authenticated. Wow count now especially if you're a free-to-play player um i'm so they're, pretty they're sure i had to do that i don't i'm pretty sure or did they add yeah. it this week it was added yeah it was in the, i i had it i saw it in articles but i didn't pull it for the probably the but i might have logged so. in before that happened so probably the next time i log in it's going to prompt me with that but. i'm assuming the answer to this is yes but after you authenticate with a phone number if that account that's tied to that number gets banned for cheating i'm that's guessing it. the same number does not work for a new account to authenticate. exactly okay yeah. good indeed Indeed, that's that's a new way. Like, I'll give it the phone number, but then it's like you can buy it because no one's watching these systems, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. no, it's a good call, um, I think. But that's that's pretty much what I've been doing so far. I, I like I said, I I put down Fallout. Occasionally, I go in and I play with the people that I play with that on a regular basis. Um, usually in a nighttime thing, and we don't. I don't usually go live when I'm doing it because I don't really. I'm waiting. Not that I think there's anything wrong with the game. In fact, Kyle, my mod, is like level 225 or some shit like that. Like he's he's gone. He's having a great time with the game. He's mainlining Fallout, Fallout into his veins. Um, nice. But like I, for some reason right now, I'm just kind of like I just want to chill on it and just not play it for a little bit. I'm just putting it down. Um, and I, I did read up on some, they had like a, you know, what, what's it called? A, uh, Reddit AMA. I think yep. they did a Reddit or a Twitter a AMA where they went back and forth and answered questions. And there is a, their roadmap that that's going to be announced soon has a lot of really cool stuff. I mean, they said that this July, uh, low, uh, I think they said July or summer. They might've said summer sometime over the summer. We're going to get, um, loadouts for our perk cards. So that's happening over the summer. That's um, good. That's good news. Right. Cause I really need that. Um, I have so many <laughs> different characters and so many different loadouts and it's getting kind of fucking wild. And if I had like, uh, 
set loadouts, I would know like how I'd been playing the game and be able to remember when I come into a certain character, oh, this is how I was playing this character. So I can't wait for that. So that'll be fun. But yeah. Nice. That's uh, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Go that's for it. pretty much it. Um, the only thing I know we're going to talk about the one thing later. Um, did you want to have that quick conversation that I said? I mean, the one thing is like a throwaway thing, like that I was going to talk about, which is in Valhalla, they're bringing the hidden blade back. You- yeah. That was in the trailer. Yeah. I no, but like, I, I read up on an article about how they want to bring it back. Somehow they want to have the leveling system that's in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but also at the same time, the blade is still going to function like it did in early Assassin's Creed where, where, like a one kill. where you can yeah. instant kill without having to like, you know, gain a certain level before you can yeah, kill the enemy. Dude, I don't like, and I haven't, you know, this is purely judgment because I've only watched streams of uh, Origins and Odyssey, but I don't like the feeling of having to level up a, a person in an Assassin's Creed game as opposed to just like sneaking around. And if you get the opportunity or you make the situation work for you, so, so much so that you can get up there and stick a hidden blade in that person, they should die. And that's right. part of like the yeah. stealth gameplay. I don't, I'm not playing an RPG, or I guess I am now if I do play these new ones. Like, I just, yeah, that yeah, wasn't right. part of the vibe that the, I like from the original Assassin's Creed games. Funniest fucking thing about it is, of all the Assassin's Creed games, this is the one where there's no argument that you could make. Like, every argument is with you on this Trip Zero in the current game because the story, you're literally a demigod. You are right. a demigod. If your blade doesn't pierce every human you're killing on a regular basis, there's something broken in the design of the game. Right. But this well, in this design around the RPG. That's what know? I'm saying. In this one, it's like you gotta put it out of your mind that she can't instant kill everything. Or Sorry, pretend- you only have your level twelve blade equipped. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's just like it's ve- it's very weird how that how they decided to put that in with the storyline that they chose for this, which is now you're the most powerful assassin ever. You, you can literally, I'm not even kidding, Trip Zero, and people wonder why I do this all the time. You could take the character and jump off the highest height in the game and not die. She will, she'll, she'll drop like a stone to a rock and just stutter a little bit when she gets to the bottom. And like people like see this on stream and they're like, why did that just happen? I'm like, she's a demigod. Well, why isn't she able to kill that guy instantly? I'm like, I don't when know. I- <laughs> yeah, that that shit. I know it shouldn't make sense because of video games, but like it just—I don't know, man. It, when it doesn't li- like line up, I'm like, mm. what's well, really one, cool? one oh, go problem ahead. that yeah. I had honestly when I played it for like the two hour, three hours that I played it was I didn't like how floaty Cassandra feels to control because it feels like she's just gliding over the environment, not even just like when cli- climbing. Like there's no, you're right. Like she's running, right? Like the actual like movement mechanics, like the walking it's and running, really stuff. shitty. The wa- the walking mechanics she doesn't seem like she walks normal she you guys walks are like speed walks and it's you guys weird. are making me rethink my potential plans to play through this series at some point yeah i will tell you I what's not good at all what's really cool dude in the in the fate of atlantis dlc in the part one you're in elysium you know did you ever watch gladiator that's i the, mean yeah it's elysium's it's, like the heaven for, for right yeah, for yeah greeks that die in battle the fields of wheat where he exactly. just always sees his wife fields yeah. of Elys- so they have really high like larger, higher than any of the heights in the normal game. Like these Mm -hmm. giant, like floating rock formations and shit like that. You can jump the fuck off these as her 
and not die at all. And it's amazing because you you are literally free falling for a couple of seconds as you're dropping. And it's so fucking cool. Um, and you can also do that with the horses in the game that have the wings. So it's like you could jump off this fucking horses in the game with the wing. The horses and Pegasi. The, the Pegasi, yeah. Um, so that's I don't know a if lot. that's the question. So we'll you just watch Hercules and get the story of this game? Yes or no? Yeah, true or false? Me? Yes. She's not Hercules. But could you just watch Hercules and understand the basic premise like, of the story? I don't think they ripped Assassin's off Hercules exactly. I mean, she does fight Cere- mm-hmm. Cerebus. She does fight the dog, the three-headed mm-hmm. dog. And now she's interacting with Hades. But I I don't know. It doesn't know. Well, maybe. It was kind of a joke, but thanks for... Yeah. I don't now, remember, like, I don't remember it, Zeus ever coming in and touching her and fucking... I, I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, the only other thing I was going to say... Um, Neo, and this is the thing that uh, I side with you on. Let's hear it. I'm ready for this one. Fucking believe! I can't fucking believe that the aftermath DLC for Mortal Kombat, which is three fucking characters, Uh, and I—they haven't even said if there's story involved, right? Three uh, fucking characters. There is. Okay, and there better be a fucking story because there's a story involving Shang Sun. Okay, well, it's three characters, right? And it's forty bucks. Are you fucking oh, kidding me? God. I'm like, okay, I'm, wait, I'm up. I better discover that there's a fucking a full story as long as the fucking original story. That's all that matters to me. If there isn't, this is going to be fucking piece of shit because I don't get it for free. It's going to cost me 40 fucking bucks. And I bought the deluxe Mortal Kombat when it first came out. What, you don't want RoboCop? I, I do want those characters and I'm going to buy it, but it's fucked. It's How- fucked. Do they even make sense in that world? Robocop's oh, here. He, you know, Robocop's really cool. One thing I do like in the trailer, uh, Terminator is already in the game. Robocop yeah, can go up I against remember. the Terminator. So I think it's really cool. Yeah, it's great. But they're, I guess I shouldn't not, complain. There's Super Smash Brothers, which is every right, Nintendo yeah. character just no, fighting. I mean, so those like, characters are not a part of the story. Too much. You're not going right. to play those characters when you go through these story missions at all in the game. So they, 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 it's not like they try and fit those into the narrative somehow. Those characters are ancillary characters that you use when you fight in, you know, uh, versus or whatever. Um, but it, it will be cool to see the Terminator go up against Robocop. And you see some of that in the trailer, which I thought All was right, really cool. So I got, I got some details on what's Give included me some in deets, it. Because I didn't read that close. I just watched the trailer. So they're adding classic stages from Mortal Kombat 2 and 3, like oh. a bunch of stages. They're adding uh, the Wind God Fujin, Shokan, Shokan and Shiva, uh, who yeah, have sh- been absent. And they're adding uh, a story, uh, playable stories for each of them that explain their their role and who they align with. Okay. Um, and including that is RoboCop, <laughs> who's who's the guest character, and and Why RoboCop. <laughs> I'll play it. Fuck it. I'll buy it. Whatever. Thank I'll you. Guess, I mean, but yes, that is a lot of money for yeah. What but. And you're gonna get it anyway so what's the big it. deal it's, it's the best mortal Kombat i've ever played so fuck it there you go as long right. as you're happy that's that's what i tell people in these days i'm like look as long as you're happy yeah. that's all that matters that's all that matters how about you trip me yeah. uh it's been a very very slow week i've been training at work um which means i'm not playing a lot of new games because uh, i never know kind of like when i'm going to be needed but the uh the training is very very low-key and I can kind of just figure out what I need to do without it. And it's work from home. So what I've been doing is just like building my Animal Crossing Island. Because <laughs> I took kind of a large break from that. Um, 
dumped, I jumped in Animal Crossing, uh, finally bought turnips because I just hated dealing with them. But I'm like, you know, whatever. Fuck it, dude. I'm just going to buy a bunch of turnips. I bought like a million bells worth of turnips. And I'll spend my days on like turnip exchange trying to find islands to sell them at that have like a very, very, very high price for them. And just like hang out with the internet people, you know? Um, so I did that. They have a lot of money and finally got KK slider to my Island and KK slider is like, you win the game at that point. You get the, yeah. the tools to be able to like edit the lot, the Island and, you know, change your terrain and he comes and plays a song and then everything is great. So, uh, that's been my game. Yes. I have the, was there a third upgrade? Second. Up, no, it's just one upgrade. I have the second upgrade. Yeah. I've had that for a while. Right. Uh, that's cool. Um, you got your turnips. The next thing is, I guess there's like you get a bunch of phone apps when you do things a lot. Like mm-hmm. you'll get the catalog app on your phone. Did, did you get that one? Mm, wait a minute. So you have to order from the ATM in uh, Tom Nook's place. Yeah. You have to order, make a hundred orders. So that requires oh, you like shit. Really? Orders. Whoa. You can only do, you can only do five a day. Okay. So. I feel like I am there a lot because I'm always scooping the KK songs just because I like completing collections. Um, but I guess I haven't hit a hundred yet. So that's something else to work towards. Yeah. But also, um, so I could just leave it on my desk and not worry about the joy con drift. I finally scooped a Nintendo switch pro controller that was on sale at Walmart. Very so nice. That's been kind of cool. I'm finally in that club. Just saw uh, that's not the pro controller. Just I see love what, what, see what I have. That's not, it's not the pro one, but it's pretty cool. That's I have very cool. Pro, I have the pro with, Oh, do you? Yeah, but nice. I also have nice, nice. Yeah, no, the Pro Controller is one of like the best controllers I've used as of recently. It's, it does feel really, really nice. Which has like rubber gripping on the back. Yeah, but, yeah. But. No, it feels nice. It's like got a nice weight to it. It's well constructed. I don't think it's a must buy. A lot of people are going to call it must buys out there. Um, I think it's a must buy if you play exclusively on your TV. But I still do like the handheld kind of vibe. So I'm not fully out on that. But this is a nice option to have for sure. And uh, I do hear it makes Mario Kart easier. So. I don't, oh yeah, I don't even know where mine went. Uh, also, when I go back to Breath of the Wild, I'm going to be playing on this. So, to show you guys my favorite Switch controller, if that's okay with you, yeah, go for it's it. a Super Nintendo. Oh, oh wow! Controller. So it's got both triggers on it, right? So you can play any pro game, and it's got the analog sticks. Feels mm-hmm. just like a like a classic controller. It's one of my favorites. It's great to travel with too. This is an excellent travel controller because of the size. It's a great size for it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the Pro Controller is awesome, dude. Battery life is sick. I was telling you that before. Like, yeah. You're going to forget that you when you last charged yeah. it. It's Obviously, happen. it's brand new, so I haven't seen the full like lifespan of this, but I'm sure it will. Yeah, dude. I'm sure it will. All right. But yeah, Anything Animal else? Crossing and a new Pro Controller. Dude, literally nothing. Oh, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been work. It's been a work week, which uh, is weird yeah. to get back into. So, but, Go you know, you, and a lot of people don't have jobs, so I can't complain uh, that much, but I'm definitely going to be getting my gaming in. I definitely um, can. I definitely can't complain that I'm employed. Yeah, I can complain sure. about my employer, but I can't complain that I'm employed. Right. Um, in Animal Crossing, though, in my house, uh, which is fully, it's fully decked out, upgraded. In my basement, I turned it into a podcast studio and stream room. So, nice. uh, if you go to my Twitter, you can actually see the setup there. You just got to scroll I down. I did actually, and I haven't posted a video, but I uh, one of the things I did during the week was deck out my basement. At least I have to do my whole house. Uh, rearranged because all my rooms were kind of like packed into one now that i have space with all my you know millions of bells i actually have a whole house so i made my basement i have a lot of like gaming gear i have like a foosball table and a pool table and like stuff like that i made it a whole chill arcade lounge kind of with like a little bar 
in the corner. You want arcade cabinets? I got you. I have I have oh, yeah. I have one arcade cabinet and I have a, a bullseye, like a dart thing. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It's pretty cool. But yeah, actually. my next plan is like make like a bar in one of the back rooms instead yeah. of instead of like a like a lounge or whatever. I'm also yeah. building a kitchen and the kitchen is going to be kind of similar to your idea with the streaming room. Yeah. Which I might come through and catalog some shit because you do have some very, very cool stuff in there. That's for sure. She has like an Apollo thing I saw on her Twitter today. She that I want. Holds, the, uh, she, like the command module. She holds multiple cataloging parties on off Twitter. So she grabs like people, people online and I goes tonight. Yeah. Tonight we're doing cataloging party, which means you yeah. pick up an item, you drop it. It's in your, it's in your uh, ATM bank. And you can just order it. Right, exactly. You can order it whenever. Um, um, no, so but what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up my uh, I'm going to set up my kitchen so yeah. that it's like like a food network kitchen. So it'll be like a big, huge like counter space and like all the cooking areas and stuff. And then it'll be a camera in there because I do have a camera and studio lights. So it'll be like a nice. like the test kitchen. This game is network. so weird. I say that with no judgment. Dude, Gary Witta. Gary Witta is the writer of Rogue One, Star Wars, and uh, and other things. He's on kind of funny stuff. He is doing a talk show that is exclusively in Animal Crossing. His guests <laughs> inside the game. Inside the game, he has built a talk show set, and his guests, like this week, are Danny Trejo, uh, Elijah. I Wood. saw him post with uh, with Animal Crossing. Obviously, yeah. Elijah Wood, we know, is trying to get his turnip sold at a high price, so he's hitting up people on Twitter. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez this week tweeted about visiting people's islands. Uh huh. I saw. And that. then people were like, "Gary Widow, let's get you on." Let's She's get you definitely on. a gamer, man. She's young enough, definitely yeah, sure. young enough to mm-hmm. have the gaming bug. Um, but yeah, he's had like crazy guests on. He had uh, the guy who created Prince of Persia on there, and he was talking oh, to him cool. about Prince of Persia. Um, just like so many crazy guests, like that he's just getting for this Animal Crossing talk show. Yeah, anyway, yeah. it's a great. Idea. I thought about doing like podcast shows, like just in the podcast set that I made, like mm-hmm. just do that and just have people come onto the Island and do that. I thought yeah, that'd be pretty you definitely good. Could. Yeah. But that's in my week. Does that uh, mean I have to buy that game crossing. to be in a, be in the podcast? You're not, uh, I think now I think you would hate it, dude. And honestly, I'm, I am probably not going to play it for much longer than what am I even playing for right now? The loop for me is very thin at this point. Because at this point, I might, I, I'm literally just doing chores. And yeah, I might remodel my island if I have downtime. Because I haven't done that. I haven't shifted. Like everyone makes these cool neighborhoods and their islands look fucking great. Mine looks like trash, and I have a million trees planted, so I can make a lot of money. <laughs> so I might clean it up, add paths, rearrange everything. But at that point, I'd probably be done. Honestly. So your island looks like cent- a central Florida property. <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. a lot of trees a lot of swampland actual garbage and then like, a lot of uh, garbage branches garbage. lying on the ground yeah so yeah oh my well God. well anyway um yeah so yeah, i've been ahead. playing been playing two games two new games this week uh excluding call of duty world war ii multiplayer which is mm-hmm. pretty much just call of duty world war you know it's just multiplayer multiplayer the world war ii setting though really cool because i like the old guns right you got the garand right. which is like my favorite world war ii weapon feels good in every video like a good video game that does the grand right that's good you got to get that ping reload like i like talking about the ping because when you pop the magazine out it goes bing, and it does a really mm-hmm. nice feels good i think i'm re talking um, about this before that sound yeah i brought up the the grand ping before but um yeah it's a fun game i haven't i've done like two or three nights of like multiplayer in that playing lots of close quarters maps they have one really cool map which is 
it's a giant i don't know what it's called but it's a giant sandbox that you're playing in like a literal park sandbox and you play as little green army men and in the background are like giant people walking around it looks like you are a miniaturized person walking around a giant map um unreal tournament used to have and quake used to have maps like this back in the day where you, like, you were like a tiny person in a giant space and they, they would make this giant space around you. So I haven't seen that in over 20 years and it's insane. I, I saw that. it recently, actually. Um, yeah. Do you remember Far Cry 5 randomly had an online mode? I did, yeah. I do remember that. They, you could make your own maps and a player made a map of a bedroom. Yep. You could bedroom, bedroom map uh, yeah. was a map in Quake that was, you could download and it was just cool. it was literally just like a, a giant bedroom that you played around in. Um, but so yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, that's a game that Ezra's like made me get. Like I had it shrink wrapped, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm opening this and trying this game out because I'm playing all sorts of shit, just like being in quarantine. Um, me and my buddy uh, Eric decided to get Remnant from the Ashes uh, because we were looking for a good co-op game to play besides Monster Hunter. He's my Monster Hunter partner. Mm-hmm. He's the guy I always I'm always playing that with. Um, but. Well, we we got this game, and Remnant from the Ashes is a really interesting game because it takes a lot of Dark Souls like elements, and it puts you in it, and it takes it, and it, it's more about like fighting you fighting with like guns in a kind of steampunky post apocalyptic world. Um, so a lot of it is shooting. There's some melee, but uh, it is designed like Dark Souls. You'll and it's completely randomly procedurally generated, kind of like tile sets are sh- switched around. Um, but it feels really good to play. The dodge roll feels good. Um, you upgrade, and the game is fully co-opable with three people. Um, and we're playing through that. It's pretty difficult. Boss fights are hard. Um, it doesn't take everything from Dark Souls. Like you're not like you don't lose your experience when you die, but you do get thrown back to checkpoints that are earlier in the game, and you got to fight your way back. Through. And every time you fight your way back through an environment, the enemies' placements are all different, and the types of enemies you run into. Definitely sounds interesting. I like how they change it up because obviously that gives you a challenge. You don't just like learn that routine. Yeah. If anything, the game is a lot more like Diablo three because once you finish the campaign, there's an adventure mode like Diablo three implemented. Oh, interesting. So it, it'll re-roll everything, and you can play through other areas and different you know environments, and it'll let you uh, kind of like just go through the game and get your gear, get new gear and better gear. Um, there are three classes that you can play as, but they're just archetypes for the character that you want to build. So it really just that when you pick your class in the beginning, it's really just what weapons you're going to start with and right. the perk that you have on the weapons. So like, there's like an ex cultist who's like a kind of a healer. He'll drop a healing aura, um, and then the hunter who I picked um, will mark. It'll just like throw out a mark on targets, and you'll do more damage to them. Um, and then it's it's pretty cool. Like you'll you'll craft new guns from bosses you beat. So there's like a farming aspect to like getting materials and um, it's designed pretty well with co-op in mind. So like when you pick up like materials from the ground, like iron, like crafting stuff, everybody gets it. So like it just it just goes, you picked up iron, your partner is going to get some that's, iron too. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's I, I don't like when games pull loot or I mean, I can understand pulling loot. I don't like it, but I can rationalize like a loot drop from a powerful boss more than I can rationalize everyone having to share resources because that just gets yeah. like annoying and messy. So it's good that yeah, they kind good. of have that stuff uh, well, drop separately. It's all everything. Everything is instanced as well. Like any uh, right. like weapons you'll pick up if you find in the environment, your friend can also pick up that weapon. He'll get it as well or, you know, whoever. Um, but the only thing that isn't instanced is ammo. So you actually start with a small pool of ammo, which actually adds the difficulty a little bit, because um, you'll have to switch to your melee weapon if, if you run out of ammo. Um, but 
you'll have to like so what we've been doing is, is we've been um uh going like okay do you need handgun ammo or do you need primary ammo like 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 we'll we'll trade off next next drops and like we, we actually have to like talk it out and like think about how that works uh we're yeah. coordinating our gear sets together like to see who needs a sniper rifle or uh right now i'm rocking a sweet flamethrower that has the alt fire of it'll fire like fire blasts like like sure. in a medium range yeah, then yeah. you you charge it up you switch the alt fire and it's just like a, a classic flamethrower like just you can mow, mow things down like hmm. uh like in a big flame burst um but yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of fun and it's actually really fun to play around with like builds and progression in the game so far at least um cross but yeah and this no not cross play i don't think i, mean, I got it on pc playing on pc yeah i'm playing on pc but it's like a really fun co-op game to play um it's it's challenging to say the least i i laughed at it it's funny the game i laughed at the game at first when we were like going through like the early stages i was like this isn't as hard as i thought it would be like i thought this was gonna be like a like a souls experience um and then the game kicked my ass and i was like you got me game you nice. got me and uh i'm here for it um but yeah i'll probably be playing through that a lot more i played that on stream last night um and i'll probably be playing it more on stream later um the last game i i, I like the aesthetic might- oh yeah it's got like a steampunk kind of feel to it uh but like everything's like demonic and like just like a post-apocalyptic view it's like weird, you know it's weird let's see if it's on the um, game pass yeah that's a good yeah you should check it out um it's a fun game to shoot like it's kind of a cover-based shooter but not really um you'll be doing a lot of moving and ducking and dodging and um and just you know just shooting stuff it's fun just upgrading your guns stuff, man upgrading your guns is a fun time um the next game i just started trying out today was seven days to die um which is back in the 2011s let's take a take us back there was <laughs> 2011s. a 2011s a huge fad that was happening in the gaming industry was survival crafting games they were everywhere around that time you had your day z your rust your forest like like these games were like popping up and like oh minecraft is one of them that's a good example i can't forget about that one um and there was a period H1 of time when one was, wasn't wasn't that one yeah yeah that was a very daisy that was more like daisy yeah, yeah for yeah. sure and then they get the battle royale version of it um but yeah uh and seven days to die came out a long time ago and that's one of the games that i actually like skipped over so like i never really that's not one that i like got but i got it now and man that game is very punishing and unforgiving um i was playing today on stream with Ezrivs and she made the server and apparently it was like a real like you can create your own servers you can host your own servers which i actually might do uh with my server mm. rig in the other room interesting yeah yeah so it can just be like an open world where people can yeah. just log into it if, if they are friends with me on steam which would be cool um but the, the first thing that happens to me in the game when i log into it is zombies are coming after me zombie vultures are coming after me like i'm just getting bombarded from all sides i walk over a cactus and it hurts me i'm like this land wants me dead they it doesn't like me here it doesn't want me here i hate it but it sounds like a felix game he's looking pretty interested yeah he watched he popped in and saw me play a little bit i i thought the the, i thought the assets looked super dated They're really dated. Yeah. But to be fair, I had to lower the graphics settings on the game by a lot so it would run fine in stream. Okay. So you actually weren't watching the the best visuals for it. Um, only because cranking up certain graphics elements will just like stutter my stream. It's also is, not, actually, is it a game offered on any other system other than PC? Uh, I'll have to confirm that for you. I actually don't like know. It. It, it, it looks like it looks like a PC game. It was like menu laden. Like 
I'm all right. So I get a little like uh, it's on everything. It's actually on everything. Huh. So you could play it on whatever po- platform you choose. It came out in 2013, so it's going to look semi dated. And it was an indie developer, right? Uh, it was the Fun Pimps made this game. So <laughs> the nice. Fun Pimps, which is also probably a reason why um, it looks kind of on the shaky side. Um, because that game, that's like a very basic graphic gaming engine that, that a lot of any developer can just pick up and use. Like, it's a very open d- platform for people to use, but it's also not the best, most powerful engine, and uh, or, or one of them anyway. Um, anyway, uh, but as, as soon as we got into the groove of the game, it actually became more clear how the game functioned to me. Just being like craft, it's like, it's just a crafting game where zombies just inhabit the world. And once you get your, your first club and your, your weapons and you, you establish a base, you can start putting down furniture and exploring the world. Um, it becomes just a more enjoyable experience. And I actually was having a lot of fun playing in a group of like, I know, like three or four people earlier. But the game is on a time cycle. It's a day-night cycle. So what happens after, like at night, the, the traders all close down. So you can't collect missions, you can't sell, you can't buy things. After day seven, uh, apparently I didn't experience this, but I was just told this by, uh, via my chat that a blood moon shows up very much like in breath of the wild mm. the, the blood moon. and at day seven it zombies become more aggressive stronger and they'll start to attack your base and they'll start trying to come at you a lot harder so you can set booby traps and traps and turrets all around your base um and just fight them off you think nintendo ripped them off no no, <laughs> I don't think so. No. I think it's a good element. It's called but, the uh, exact same thing, and it sounds like the effect is the exact same. It's thing. it's pretty similar. I don't blame you. It does sound very similar. What's up, Trip? Does this game after seven days you start again? Like if you no, it'll continue. Okay. So yeah, you, it'll oh, continue. so it it's endless essentially. It's it's yeah. past seven days. It's I was true. thinking that because I've heard of this um this game coming out called Population Zero. Okay, I don't, which I don't is know. a um, I think it's in uh, kind of like a beta test right now. They describe themselves as a sci-fi survival exploration MMO, but it's a space game where you land on a planet. Of course, you know I fucking love space. You space land on guys. a planet and you have to like survive for a certain amount of time, but then everything resets. What's, wait, what's like, it called again? Uh, Population Zero. I think yeah, I think it's in beta right now. Um, but the planet. And you reset, except for some measurable thing that you've learned along the way. Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe just the knowledge you've gained of this planet on how to do something better or achieve some goal. There's only like a trailer or two out there. I'm, I'm very light on details, but this reminded me of that if it resets, but it doesn't. So I just want to I'm, on, I'm on the website right now. It looks good. It looks, it looks pretty good. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Trip, visually, Trip, remind um, me after the, sh- in the post show to talk about something with you. Okay. It's not really yeah, pretty sweet show. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been been playing. I've been switching off from like Monster Hunter because that's just a good constant in my life. But uh, yeah, Seven Days to Die. You might see me play that a little bit more. It's a good, it's a fun online group activity. Uh, nice, lots of fun, lots of fun times. Um, and I, I act like it's funny because we got re- I got Remnant from the Ashes because my buddy and I were looking for more multiplayer games to like connect with and play on. Um, and Seven Days to Die is, is in, included in that because. It's a good, it's a good massive multiplayer game. You can just bring like, I guess like eight to 10 people into a server yeah. or whatever and just have a good time. Um, hell yeah. But yeah, that's what, that's what uh, I've been up to. Um, I like it. Been a good week. It has been a good week. Shall we get into some news? I'm ready for some news. Um, I think we should first talk about the earliest news that we 
that we have. And we're going to talk about the Microsoft uh, Series X gameplay <laughs> gameplay demos that they demoed last week. Neil, game what, event? Your, something? Game event, yeah. Sorry, this is uh, about your last thing you were talking about. I just want to let you know Remnant, Remnant from the Ashes is available on Xbox Game Pass. Oh, well, snag at, that, dude. Uh, sorry, as of November uh, 2019. So Enjoy nice. it. Yeah, you can try it out. I'll check it out. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm having a great time with it, and I would recommend playing it with a friend because that makes it. A, I think that will elevate the experience. I got friends. Oh, that's good. I'm so glad we have friends. That's the best. I got friends. <laughs> All right. So um, Xbox, X, yeah, Xbox um, has been. They showed off a showcase of a bunch of games last week, and actually, it was a pretty. They did. Um, a lot of horror games they showed off, and this was these are all featured from the Series X uh, and platform. So a lot of it was pretty good looking. Uh, there were a few ones that looked like kind of still current gen, maybe need a little touch up like um, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. I thought it was a pretty compelling trailer. It still looked like a current gen, maybe older game. It's a smaller yeah. developer, so like I'm not going to like they're, they're kind of a small team, so it's OK. Yeah, not going to um, knock them too much. That's not like no, a, the, that IP, though, goes way back. That was a fucking does. That was a goddamn tabletop role playing game that was on they, sale guess, when I was playing D&D. You're going stale? No, it was on like, sale. Oh, on sale. When I was playing um, D&D, it was sitting in the rack next to D&D. Like so, your shirt right now. It says Dungeons oh, and Dragons. Shit. I fucking did. <laughs> Product placement. <laughs> yeah. When I was playing D&D. D&D. Thanks for um, the check. Yeah, that, uh, this game is based off of that, Felix. It is based off that tabletop game. Um, the first one came out, Don't I want to say, yeah, it might be up your alley because it is a very much a role playing experience. It is the way the developers are describing. It's it. similar they, to Pillars of Eternity. I'll probably like it. First person game. It's in first person, I believe. Well, okay, still doable. Think think like uh, <laughs> Deus Ex or Dishonored. I like those. Well, I like yeah. Dishonored. I never played Deus Ex, but um, but yeah, they had a. It was a pretty freaky trailer. It was. Uh, I would suggest you go watch it because it had some like really. It had some Silence of the Lamb moments, and for a second, I actually thought it was a Silence of the Lamb game. No joke. Like there's hmm. there's some creepy moments like that. Uh, we got a new Yakuza game, which was uh, like a dragon. I believe it's already out in Japan. Actually, this game. I talked to Andy about it briefly because uh, he is our our Yakuza expert. Uh, he said he played that game in Japanese, and now he can finally play it in English when it comes out. Um, I'm just going to list some games. Dirt Five. They showed them, off. Yeah. They showed Madden 2021. 20, um, they had Dirt Five, Call of the Sea, which was uh, I don't remember this one. Scarlet Nexus. This is a Namkai Bando jam. It's an anime beat 'em up slasher RPG. You know those. You know what it's sure. talking about. You know what we're talking about. Uh, the Ascent Second Extinction. Uh, Chorus is a Deep Silver game, um, and Scorn, which was a very freaky-looking horror game, dude. Like really, really creepy game looking. I right. should watch these trailers because they're they're crazy. Uh, the Medium, which takes place in Europe, it's like an Eastern European setting, but you play as apparently you play as a character who is communicating Dracula. with the other. No, you play as this woman. <laughs> No, <laughs> I'm just going to start throwing out monsters in three, two, one. Dracula. No, you play as like a, a woman who is Frankenstein, with the other side or another dimension. The creature and from the, the Black Lagoon, Godzilla, and she God's needs Dracula. Dracula. I get it. 
Eastern Europe. Totally get it, dude. <laughs> but no, it's a pretty creepy looking game. Um, and the whole time uh, in this, converse, this, this conference, uh, Xbox was building up to the, the reveal of the Assassin's Creed gameplay. Yes. The whole time. They did it before uh, in their marketing up, up and leading up into this. Go ahead. What's up, Trip? No, no, no. It's, it's, I'm not going to stop you, but like, yeah. I didn't read any of their terminology. Once they knew they weren't going to be showing gameplay, spoiler World gameplay alert. World premieres, what they, how they were, they were. That was the text? Like, yeah, Chiron on the screen would say that? What's, well, e- what's this, even worse is in, in the marketing, for this sure. This is after uh, Ubisoft already released this trailer. Correct. They release is a different. It's a different trailer. Oh, it it's is a different, a different trailer. trailer? Yeah. At this point, the world had seen like the, the long form five minute trailer that came after the stream right. of like the big uh, battle on the field. This and they were, we're waiting for more. People are like, oh, we're going to see what it actually looks like in engine, not in engine. this CGI video we saw. Of, Correct. Of the battles. But Xbox was definitely being like, this is the world gameplay premiere of Assassin's Creed. And not only that, in, in this conference itself, with all these games I just listed, they said you will see first time gameplay on Xbox Series X, like the new Xbox. And I'm going to tell you right now, might not be alive for the future. <laughs> none of these games had live gameplay played. They were all trailers. They were all cut trailers. And most of them were cinematic. The only one I could kind of see gameplay of Madden and dirt. Those were like, cause it's literally just the game is just racing. Right. Yeah. And Madden is literally football, which we know what that looks like. <laughs> we know how Madden looks, right? Um, Assassin's Creed might've been in engine, but the trailer itself had no gameplay. It was a cinematically cut trailer using, using in engine footage, right? Like yeah. it was cinematically cut. So Felix, we know how you don't like, these types of like cinematic trailers, you want to see how the game, it, what it's like playing it. You I like, think a lot of people want that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Just look at what Ed Boone is doing. What does Ed Boone do when he makes a Mortal Kombat trailer? He shows you, <laughs> he shows you all the special moves and all the fatalities. I'll, I'll, I'll do you, I'll do you one better. I look at what uh, Grand Theft Auto does or, or like Rockstar does. They do voiceover. This is what you're going to be doing in the game. And this is how you'll do it. Cyberpunk they showed a 40 minute demo of actual somebody playing the game. It was a tightened experience. Yeah. And it was a, it's like what me and trip watched uh, when we saw watchdogs two at, um, remember when we saw watchdogs two at a E three trip? Well, I was going to say like the E three time of the year is, is, you know, about a month away, right? It's not going to happen this year, obviously, but like we're in the time of year where we get game reveals and gameplay reveals. Mm-hmm. And when E three drops, that's when everyone loves to show off the real game. You know, like the year cycle goes like cinematic, 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 cinematic. Oh, shit. Here's what it actually looks like and plays like and feels like. And that's a big job of E3. So I'm not surprised. Hand on. I'm not surprised that Ubisoft and Microsoft only released a cinematic trailer. I'm not either. But I think the problem. Yeah. The problem is just they sound like they were hyping this up to be like expectations. Gameplay reveal, which would be the first time we would have seen Xbox Series X gameplay like for real in real time yeah so that's what everyone was really excited about like the next gen actual gameplay think yeah. about how they revealed watchdogs to the world that they <laughs> revealed it do you remember how they revealed that to the world well, uh yeah on a supercomputer yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and super not computer. on a ps4 <laughs> the whole uh, and yes that's a whole other conversation about touching up your trailers to look like not the final product that's a whole right. other conversation but the game that would literally featured somebody 
playing the game, like demoing what the game, the idea of what the game would be, right? Like it showed the character using the phone and setting traps off. And in their defense, how it played or how I observed the person who was playing in their beautiful watchdogs trailer. That's how the game played. That's definitely how the game played. Um, More or less. But, 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 you know, like it was fucking clearly, like super high resolution on some kind of like assets bu- that are not in the game PC anymore yeah. for the purpose of like showing it off to the public. Oh yeah. I only brought it up as an example of the example of a gameplay demo trailer. Like that is, that is a, a good example of seeing what the game is going to play like. Right. Um, so people got online and they were mad. They were like, what, what are we, what is this? These just look like, ga- like they look like just games that are could come out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox. Yeah, I mean, you have no idea. Like, CGI is CGI. At that point, right. might as well be a PS3 game. We have no idea. You can't tell. No idea. Exactly. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And they actually came out and they admit that they... We admit, here's, the, here's the quote from Eurogamer. Oh, you bet they came some, out and said something. We set some wrong expectations with the Xbox Series X <laughs> gameplay reveal. Um, because that's what it's called. It's, it's literally titled on their YouTube as inside Xbox presents first look at Xbox series X gameplay. That's what it's, that's what it says right now. And it's even the, in the graphic and everything. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, had we not said anything and just shown may inside Xbox, like we did last month, I suspect reactions might've been different. They say clearly He's we set wrong. the wrong expectations and that's on us. We appreciate all the feedback and we can assure you we'll take it in as we learn as a team. <laughs> Which it's nice to say that too, but like, yeah, I don't You're know, Microsoft, man. We had this conversation. You've been around like, for fucking three decades. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Messaging is key and they've been doing a great job. At That's it. what I'm saying, dude. Like yeah. we've, they've been around the block and this is their job to do this marketing. You don't think people, you don't know how people are going to react. If you promise, promise, promise gameplay, then don't show gameplay. But just like, there's always a disconnect when moments like this happen where you're like, how do you, not know this how are you the one making the decisions but don't understand how this is going to play out it's weird because of how transparent phil spencer and the team have been the past like two years right they showed off scorpio early they told they told us about all that stuff they set expectations for the xbox one x they set all these expectations for game pass and they were open about it and they've been great honestly um i do i have kind of a devil's advocate argument on behalf of xbox maybe they wanted to show it but people developing these games weren't ready. Maybe they kind of got the rug pulled out from under them. Mm-hmm. They might have pulled well, it. Possible. We don't know. We, we're, yeah, we're behind the know. scenes, they could have pulled it. Yeah. You know, um, like if they're relying on developers to be like, hey, give me your footage because we're going to show exactly. all this off. And they're like, oh, we're still kind of trying to this work out a character getting hung up on a bush you know, and, and you can't play it, you know, something yeah. like that. I, I don't know. So I worked, it definitely sucks. I worked on, um, I told you I worked for Nickelodeon. Yeah, and I, love, I love these stories. It's, it's so much smaller scale, but like I worked in a department where I had to like essentially log tape that would be used in a show, you know, at one point. So like we would receive a bunch of tapes or we receive like footage from like the artist that was going to be hosted on the show. Like we had Jennifer mm-hmm. Garner on one time. She brought Great a, story. She brought Great a story. She brought a clip from, from alias the show that she was on at the time. Right. You, now I'm dating myself. That's how fucking long ago this was, but like, <laughs> um, but Wasn't that a JJ Abrams show, but the, uh, uh, yeah. it might've been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but if, if the artist, decided at the last minute to just give us something that wasn't what we had already promoted. So if we had marketed saying that it was going to be alias footage and then she gave us a clip 
like we were behind the fucking eight ball. We just had to roll. Sure. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? And then it, it build it into the live production that, that she was not rolling alias. I mean, you see, you've seen it happen on Conan O'Brien, you know, like they make a joke Paul about Paul it with Paul Rudd, a Paul Rudd on a regular basis says, I got a clip I'm going to roll. And he says, Oh, is this really going to be the clip from the thing that you're doing? Because you've done this to me. And he always <laughs> brings the it's exact same Mac and me clip oh, that, yeah. movie called Mac it's and so me, funny. where it's this kid, like in a wheelchair rolling off of a cliff. <laughs> and there's an alien. And he just goes, Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it's the so. clip. Paul Rudd has been bringing to the Conan O'Brien show for fucking like at this point, 10 it's expected years. That right, exactly. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if it was going to be gameplay and then fucking Ubisoft pulled the string. That's what I think. That's probably true. Yeah, I, I definitely see that. I mean, I, I definitely see that happening, but at the same time, yeah, bottom line, we don't know. Nobody knows. But what they did say is we're going to see more over the summer that I believe yeah, you know, regardless totally. of whose fault it was, I'm sure we're going to get more and more clips of how this is actually going to look on the new consoles. 100. Um, percent And look, I'm like, this isn't like a like a Neo is mad moment. Like, I totally get it. Like, people are in different <laughs> circumstances. I think it's just it's just funny that they just it's just a marketing snafu, right? Like, oh, I know. If they, yeah. If they just called this, we're going to show you some Series X games, right? <laughs> they didn't walk up on the stage and go, oh. "You guys have phones, right?" No, they didn't do that. Oh, okay, every time, every time, I just like fucking gets me. You dude. guys have phones, like, right? How do you say that to people? <laughs> yup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they showed some cool games. Like I'm interested in the games that they showed. A lot of them look really compelling, right? Like mm-hmm. th- there's no doubt about that. Uh, nothing fully groundbreaking I saw. Like even Assassin's Creed doesn't. But you know what? With new generations, I suspect we won't see anything groundbreaking until a few years in, and that's usually how that goes until the technology and the developers get the assets to use. To until probably um, they get their hands 20, on twenty-two and beyond. When they get their hands on Unreal Engine Five, hell yeah, yeah buddy. Segway, dude! Of the last generation, do you guys remember the moment when you said you were playing a game on the new generation? And you said, "Wow, this real this really feels like the next gen." The next gen. Do you remember Final the Fantasy game you were 10 playing? or PlayStation Two? That's a that's a good example. Yeah, you that's a really one was like, "Oh my god, they look like um, people." No, I just Metal meant I, trip. I meant me. last gen. I meant the the current gen that we have right now, like PlayStation PS4 4 versus PS3. Um, yeah. Do you I'm remember say, a moment? These moments are going to be harder to think about as like as the visual fidelity peak gets closer to reality. I, I distinctly know? remember like Which the PS one and PS two jump mind blowing. Yep. Right. Right now I have to like kind of rake my mind and think about like when I can think was about I playing a PS four game and I was like, Oh, this is, I can think about the three sixty and the PS three era's big jump. Uh, but go, go ahead, Felix. What's, what's your game Two two games. And I think they were both built for last gen, but somehow it felt like, they were next gen games when I was playing them, both yeah. made by Ubisoft. Um, it was Watch Dogs when I was playing yeah. Watch Dogs, and when I was playing Assassin's Creed uh, Unity. And the reason for that, and remember, Assassin's Creed Unity, I didn't play until like a year and a half into its development, so it was piece of shit when it came out. Mm. But like by the time I got to it, it had been patched up and fixed, and everything was great. The thing that I realized made it feel more like next gen, and this could have been just a developer's choice as opposed to something to do with the processing of the machines. Both of those downtown areas felt alive. 
not empty, mm-hmm. not like just streets of emptiness until I get to uh, a you know a set piece. Um, it felt like the characters that they built into the the woodwork, you could say, the structure of the world were alive as well, and that's that shocked me. Yeah, sure. This is not when the console came out, so it's kind of like in the middle of his generation. Um, but I really think if I had to remember a moment that stuck out, like graphically or just like you know game power wise, it had to have been when I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time. That's a good one. That's, That's true. a really good. We we gushed over that game when it, when it came out. Just Dude, the fidelity of it. I know. Um, I, did you guys play Infamous Second Son? No, I haven't no, too. Didn't do that. So that is a really early gen game, and even Killzone Shadowfall, which was a, which was like a launch title, looked mm-hmm. phenomenal. But but Infamous Second Son, it's Troy Baker is the star of that game. We you guys know what he looks oh, like. I didn't right? even know that. Mm-hmm. He's the star of this game, and you can see his facial expressions on the character. The visual effects that they use in his powers in the game, fantastic. One of the powers is literally called Neon, and it l- allows him to traverse buildings, like running up walls and stuff, and you leave neon streaks everywhere. And this game is, hmm. particle effects were gorgeous. Like, that was one of the moments I was like, yes, this is a current-gen new game, like a new next-gen game. Particles. Um, particles. That's great. So, I, today... I still have it. Yeah. It's down in, in... I don't no longer have the shelf. It's down in the... Uh, in the box, I think it's yeah. I think it's worth playing. I think it's a it gets a little it gets a little flack sometimes for not being as good as the first two, but dude, I, I think it's a really good game. I, I think it's one of those fucking games that's still it's still in the goddamn wrapper. I bet I never bet even never even opened it. <laughs> um, so today, uh, Jeff N- Jeff Knightley of Keely. Game Awards Keeley. That's what I yeah. Oh my God, I always read it like that. Jesus, I read it as Knightley every time I see it. That's what mm. Geoff oh, Knightley. He hates Geoff? it. He hates it. <laughs> People do it all the time to him. Tells me every day. Don't do that. Um, today he did his first presentation of Summer Games. What would he call it? Summer Games. Summer Games Showcase. Extreme Summer Games Showcase. Showcase. Yeah. Um, and it was Epic Games, makers of Fortnite and all these other crazy games over the year, like mm-hmm. Gears. They, they did Gears. Everyone's well. favorite launcher for games on the PC. Everyone's favorite launcher. Um, they showed off a tech demo featuring gameplay. It actually, this is, see, this is a gameplay demo, tech demo from featuring PlayStation five footage showcasing the unreal five engine. And we, is, we've all watched is, it. Right? Uh, yes, I I've watched a watched full it. nine minute, like video of this yeah. thing and unreal engine five coming out is so massive for development with the things that they're introducing in this, in this engine. Mm-hmm. It's like, going to change absolutely. lighting. It's going to change the way resolutions and textures are handled and scattered across hard drives. So you'll you might see better compression for games, but better performance at the same time. And they they actually went into a whole detail about how they, everything was being processed and how they had light scattering on surfaces and particles and just interacting with the environment and how <laughs> these these things work together to create this, these beautiful it's, landscapes. Yeah. It's the biggest benefit of this um, is how it handles these textures and like the depth of resolution needed for this stuff, because they mentioned this in the, in the video. And if people aren't kind of up on the lingo too much, it might be a little bit like techie. Um, so just to kind of break it down to kind of like normal people terms. Um, when you design a game, when, a, when someone designs like a game and a character an item, something in the game, like there's a certain amount of pixels that make up that thing. 
right? Well, that thing has to be set in terms of how dense it is resolution-wise. So that when the game goes to like produce it, it knows how big to make it based on like where your character is and and where it belongs in the game. Like, is this something they're going to be looking at? Should it be detailed? Is the background going to be not as detailed? That stuff is all planned out and like flagged in the code. So the game knows. One of the benefits of, of Unreal Engine 5 is that you don't need to set those graphical limitations. The game engine itself can scale all of this stuff to what your camera or your character needs to see at the moment. And they demonstrate this by using uh, cinema quality photogrammetry of like the rocks in this cave. Uh, these are like uh, four or eight K like textures for like these rocks and pebbles, like stuff Massive. you would use for like a Hollywood movie. But Hollywood movie CGI, you could take two days to render out one frame of film, right? You can't do that when you're playing a game. You have to have 60 frames plus for demanding gamers rendering in a split second. Yeah. So this engine can make all of those graphic decisions and scale the needed pixels, even if you have like an overabundance of data. You put too much detail in there. They don't need to pull all that and waste your resources when you're running the game. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, really, it, it's it looks, absolutely massive. It yeah. creates this, this stunning product, like this stunning looking. It's crazy. And well, they think they dragged a light live in their engine. And the, the way the rest of the cave illuminated because of light bouncing off of other facets of rocks without them having to re-render that is just that alone is absolutely mind blowing. It's the kind of thing that's not going to like attract a lot of attention from people that might just play games. They're going to see it almost like subconsciously, they're going to say, oh, wow, this looks so much more real. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't put my finger on it, but it looks so much more real and immersive. But it's the like... Uncanny Valley will be getting... It's so wild. More that yeah. Place, right? Technologically. It's so cool. I nerd out over this shit, man. I love it. I well, when I was... Uh, when I was talking earlier about how the background of games like Assassin's Creed, Unity, and Watch Dogs mm-hmm. felt more alive, what you're referring to is going to... like that's going to be more improved when we come into an engine like this, because exactly what they were referring to was the effect that the light is going to have on background elements. And I'm sure even in a, in a, in a world that's not just pebbles, a world that's actually like background characters, it's going to be able to process more in the background as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. One game, one like game that. that pulls off that kind of sorcery, which still boggles my mind to this day is red dead Two. Yeah, because the elements of their lighting, what they pull off with different times of day and different weather effects is absolutely baffling how they make it look like that, because it looks photorealistic in a way that's it's insane. And but until you see like the characters faces close up and you see the flaws and like the graphics and everything, that's when it kind of like it kind of brings you back to like, oh, I'm playing a game. But for there, there are some moments in that game where I forget that I'm not just like looking at this game landscape and it's beautiful. Yeah. The crazy thing is that even in that game, you have to have like what are called bump maps attached to your character models. Like Arthur Morgan has a little, little, you know, dot TXT in the file. Not really, but like a little flag that says, Hey, this is how the light should bounce off this pixel on this part of his face. Yep. In unreal engine five, you don't have to make a bump map. You don't have to make these like texture maps. The game just figures out what they look like. And that's how the light bounces. It'll it'll learn that it's Naturally. this is skin. This is how it should look on skin. It's, this is how it should look on rocks. Hair. Wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's cool. Um, too bad we probably won't see this for another two years, two or three years in production. We're not going to see a game like with this 
for five plus because they said uh it'll be ready for release with a couple you know waves of demos and and testing i'm sure uh ready for production at the end of 2021 which means developers get it in 2022 to start building with it so if they're fast and they put out a solid product 2025 yeah you know they have to be they'd have to be really fast on it for sure yeah but that's I, like honestly that's assuming rush. nothing goes wrong for a three-year dev time from scratch but right but obviously like this tech will make stuff in the future better and then that'll be the baseline for like the next tech and then soon we're just going to live in you know virtual reality and be fine <laughs> yeah absolutely um i just think it's cool this is the kind of next stuff that makes next gen next gen it's these these le- it's not just the graphical leap but it's the technology behind these graphics that yeah. make games easier to make and better to experience like this yeah Um, these this is really going to be the measurable next gen increase like how much can your game handle like how much can it simulate reality without impacting your game experience or the development experience because this stuff is not just benefiting the gamers this stuff is going to benefit developers like if you can just literally drop in a 16k like texture of what something should look like and spend zero time optimizing that you can do so much more in terms of developing actual characters and models and, you know, story, your budget for your game shifts entirely to to other things in the development sense. So like, that's the real, real cool leap in terms of technology we're getting in the future. Um, So uh, this PC gamer article says fast SSD storage is key to unreal engines, five demo, uh, the unreal engine five demos, super detailed scene along with a good GPU. You'll need a speedy drive. So, SSD technology will be very key in the future too. No more spinning hard drives. And that stuff's going to have to get a lot cheaper if they're going to want to put that in every console as well. Because this demo yeah. was from a from PS4 hardware. Uh, PS5. Yeah, PS5, yeah. Yeah. Um, this was not PC. Um, they were asked if a, like a RTX 2070 could run it. And they said yes, but you'll, you'll need fast storage if you want this to work. Like, right. for real. Go ahead. Felix. And then, of course... The the dumb dick Felix watches a, sure. a demo of footage, <laughs> and the whole time the only thing he's thinking of is, "Can I play this? What fucking game is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a game. It doesn't. It's not exist. a game. You don't it's think the, it exists? You don't think it's going to no. be something? It's, it's yeah. unnamed female character explores a cave. Is the name of the it's game? The name of the demo. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it look it looked like Uncharted, bro. And oh, I was yeah. like. Tomb Raider-ish, yeah. It was like a Tomb Raider um, Uncharted. Very Tomb Raider vibe, yeah. After they showed this demo off, they uh, Je- Jeff Keighley uh, interviewed Tim Sweeney and some other Epic developers about the Unreal Engine. And they actually, they, one of the questions that was asked was, Looking is this it. a game we can play? And they were like, hard no. This is literally just showcasing the technology that we've developed. This is the tech showcase and they've done this through every engine right they you could go you could google unreal engine one two three four tech demos they look like sick ass games that could come out but they're literally just taking advantage of what they're trying to showcase to the public that's why why she could like like walk into a room and then like light up the room with her hand and shit yeah <laughs> and then they and then they move the light around look at so how magical my light is rocks will fall from the walls and you'll see how that that looks and flows on screen yeah dude this the sound was was the wildest thing like the, the same the same like texture maps tell sound where to bounce oh man accurately. see that's gonna make virtual sound like sound so like like virtual surround sound that we yeah. have in our headphones and speakers Sounds so much better. Oh, it's nuts. You can hear it. I mean, you don't even need an expensive pair of headphones. Like, I, I wasn't even wearing these. I was wearing my uh, my plug-in Apple uh, ear pods. And yeah. she was like, 
shimmying out of the main room after they showed you like the uh, the noise map. She was like crossing like a uh, like a chasm, and like the rocks that were crumbling that started up here, like I could literally just hear them shift. Like not that that's crazy technology to hear you know the location of sound, but like I'm sure if I had other actual headphones on that could process sound differently, you'd be able to hear like just the quality of sound echoing around itself. You know, I as watch like. The, uh- I should rewatch. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's okay. Just, just finishing the, the sound echoing. Oh, thought, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, it's awesome. I should probably re- rewatch it on like a high res, like the high resolution, high bit rate feed and see. I did, if, yeah. If I, I haven't done that yet. I just watched the live feed and then the post interview I watched. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The live feed would be garbage. You got to you got to find the, the 4K footage. I watched on your Apple Twitch. TV or something. Yeah. Or like on your monitor if you have a 2K or higher. I do. It's yeah. Spicy. Yeah. I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do that. Um, but this is exciting because this is really the first time I see with my eyes what next gen looks like, right? Like, because they've been talking about it for like two years now. So right. now, now I think we're going to start to see it happen slowly. I but think so too. Um, last story tonight, guys. You guys yeah. ready? Ready. Um, this is a big one, and I wanted to talk about it because we're all huge fans. We all grew up with this. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two are getting remade. Yeah, yeah. They are coming out this September. Um, as as it turns out, I didn't play them at all. <laughs> we talked about this a little bit in the pre-show. I was yeah. a fan of three and didn't realize I was a fan of fucking three as opposed to. That's a, that's a pretty cool trailer because they showcase side by side what the old locations looked like in comparison with the new locations. And on top of that, they said the music's coming back. Don't worry. It's here. But Trip, you were talking earlier about how it's not all confirmed. It's not every single song. And we don't know for sure because all they did, they threw a lot of artists in the trailer and, and there's a lot that are back. Um, but there are some that are missing. Yeah. And I'm sure that there are all kinds of licensing issues with stuff like this. Yes. Um, and that was but, like the concern before. This yeah. Got yeah. But the majority of music is back. Yeah. So you're still going to have like nearly the same vibe playing this game, which I'm, I'm more than fine with having that. in like one little collection to just pop in and play like in current gen graphics is going to be so much fun. Yeah, I just and, hope and, they can. And that's the most important thing to point out to people that the only code that they took from the old game from Neversoft was the board mechanics. That's pretty much it. That is, that is what my hope is for it, is that it will maintain the feel and style of those old games. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be really important to this being successful. The handling totally of the boards is what they said, yeah. But they rebuilt all the assets, everything, the textures of the world, the textures of the characters. My question is, will Spider-Man be in this game? He was a secret, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a secret character. And then, and then the I'm sure games. he will be, yeah. I don't know if Activision has rights to make those games, and they, they don't have those games anymore. They Marvel is with Sony now. Oh, I didn't even think about that aspect, yeah. like the like the licensing for him. I don't think yeah. he's coming in. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I remember I, Metal Gear Solid Two having a secret. Uh, oh, there was a skateboarding mini game in there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, that's a tangent, though. What were you, were you just yeah. say? Uh, tri- no, I can't wait to smash through that glass in that in that warehouse level, mm, level one, yeah, Tony Hawk one. I remember playing that demo a whole lot. That demo warehouse level, that was a that was a big big get. Um, it's gonna sell for forty dollars when it releases. That's a great deal. That's a great price, dude. I pay sixty. I was expecting sixty. I was gonna pay forty twenty dollars a game. Two games for sixty bucks. It's it's one and two. Yeah. Yeah. 
So Activision, oh, 40 really, bucks really reached yeah, no, $40 for the game. And That's the game how much I'm paying for the goddamn Mortal Kombat fucking DLC. <laughs> what the fuck? You're paying more for your Fallout 1 subscription, Felix. Oh, uh, definitely paying more for that. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Boone's really nailing you right now, dude. Ed Boone and Bethesda, right up my ass. <laughs> $40 for the collection of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remastered in September. And then if success happens, then three's coming down the pike as well. I love um, three, dude. I want three. Oh, and guess what, guys? Create a park and create a skater is back. Mm-hmm. And well, better hope, than ever. I hope it. I honestly hope there's a good way for other people to grab people's creation. Oh, like, you I know there's going to be. You know there's going to be. That's going to add so much cool options and replayability to this game. A, because, you know, it's 2020, and B, yeah. it's not Nintendo, so they know people want to play online very easily together, so we're going to get you. that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to be like, um, oh my god, what, what other game did a really good create tool? Not like Little Big Planet, but like there was like another... Like Little Big Planet did have a good... Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Did it, did it have a create tool? <laughs> yeah, because I had a create level for sure, but I don't think you could share it. Halo, Halo. One of the Halo games had a really cool forge mode that let you like build like arenas and stuff and game types. That was like really ver- robust and versatile. Um, robust. Even Far Cry, Far Cry had one too. They had like a like a level creator, which was pretty sweet. Um, so uh, yeah, that is what we're excited that's, about. Yeah, that's all the news I think. Right. That is, that's pretty much what I got for you guys this week. My last article I had was. People are disappointed that Assassin's Creed Valhalla on the Series X will only run at 30 frames a second. Mm. Not a great conversation to have. I'm just I'm confused about it. That's why I posted. You're wondering why this game is going to run at 30 frames per second. You're confused on the Series X because it's being built for an earlier gen, like every Assassin's Creed. That's a (laughs) great point. Change it. For the fucking crowd that bought their fives, <laughs> no, yeah. Why would they bother doing that? Yeah. I don't. I'm not I mean, su- fucking surprised. I don't want to take this into a, a tangenty place. Yeah, well, it's ahead. not a tangent. It'd be it'd be part of the conversation. But I just mean this could be a whole another like episode section discussion. But yeah, I okay. feel like developers are so much more focused on delivering 4K than they are about 60 frames, and I think the priority should be swapped. I think you need to develop for 60 frames bare minimum. And then if you got the headroom, bump the graphics up. No, like people want to feel like the game feels good to play and they're not going to care that if they stand still, they can look across the entire, you know, Valley and watch a little pixel in the distance. You know, as cool as the conversation we had about unreal engine five was no one's playing a game at that speed walking through a cave and that's what i'm saying at the dust fall down a cliff i didn't say it no one's zero, actually playing that way but i had a thought process back when we were talking about that like when we were talking about the game trip why th- this and this goes in with your line of thinking why are cinematic trailers the fucking priority when clearly the gaming community the players who play the fucking games don't give a shit about that they want to see how the it, game plays. It, Why is it a priority mar- of the development? It's, it's it's marketing and it's purely for like TV commercials. Yeah, you you, you need something to show the public because no one's no one's going to watch 
uh james from you know q and like qa just like play through a level and be like this is the game i hope you guys enjoyed this this is how we're I mean, gonna, unless they're um, that's, not, that's not how you sell a game they, pr- you know? they probably have, a, have expensive marketing firms that have proven that if you show something beautiful first it draws mm-hmm. people in and then the gameplay second they'll they're apt to make the purchase or make the pre-order happen um when they finally see it's, it it's definitely marketing because i feel yeah. like people understand uh, the allure of 4K more than the allure of 60 frames. Like if you're talking yeah. to the average consumer, not like the niche hardcore gaming community that would want 60, even the people who don't think they want it would probably want it because it'll feel better to them without them knowing it. They're they're going to respond better to 4K. They're going to hear, ooh, you know, the people that just are casual gamers, the ones that have a giant TV, but still sit too far away from it to really benefit from 4K. Like they're going to buy this shit because they hear the word 4k not because they hear 60 frames they're buying so tvs now because that. they hear 4k like <laughs> and they, and they want to use their so the know that. fucking buying tvs the only reason developers they, know that the only reason they buy phones is because 5g is better than 4g <laughs> if the number is bigger people the number like it, is they bigger. get why it's important yeah fuck why it's important <laughs> but but by that logic 60 is better than 30 for games it is, but it's about what they can grasp you know like if a lot of people don't see a difference or think they don't see a difference because we haven't had that option up until this point people are still responding to resolution yeah you know i'm 100 percent with you uh felix when you play call of duty warzone yeah that game is running at 60 frames a second oh really on console yeah on console cool um, when you put that side by side with like, let's say Fallout 76 on console, which is running at a, like 30, pretty much. Do you, do you notice a difference? I'm just like, I'm just curious. Oh, you're asking me that? Yeah. <laughs> I want I want to know if you like see or feel a difference of that. Come on, bro. I, I definitely Fuck can. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just curious. I didn't, I noticed that it was faster. If, if the game if feels more fluid, faster, right? I'm just like, yeah. there's so much more energy going along with it. I don't know if I like that. You guys love that. If, if your TV doesn't display 60 frames, you won't see it either. Right. Oh, I didn't think of that. I'm well, not. a 60 hertz TV should do it. I don't I, right. There's still I don't, some signal shit. I'm sure fucking, it could get fucked I don't up. know if I have a 60 hertz TV. <laughs> mm. I, I know it's, a te- it's not 4K. It's 1080p, the TV. Sure. I could tell you that. See, I don't know. <laughs> Triv Zero. That'll be a fun experiment. Trip Zero. Felix's hardware. Did you hear, Felix are good. Did you hear what I just said? You said you don't know. Yeah. I don't know. The only thing I know about my TV is is the resolution. I don't I know, know the frames per sec, the hertz, or I know. I don't know shit about I that. know you don't. I know you have no fucking idea. <laughs> That's why I said it'll be we a fun We proved the point right we'll, we'll here. I am the average shitty consumer. You're that consumer. You're who they're <laughs> marketing to. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yep. I just I wanted to float the question because I wanted to see if it's something that you noticed specifically. No, I noticed it was faster. That's all I can tell you. I was moving that faster. Might, that might be enough. That might be Could enough. Could just be the game that's faster. Well, yeah, the game's yeah, the game's running at it's a high frame rate. Gameplay. People who aren't used to sixty frames in uh, in the movement of the game often say the first thing they notice is that it feels faster. So that's dumb. You people. could be feeling dumb. That. People say that too. <laughs> Next, next time you sit down and play Call of Duty, I want you to really take it in. I'm a take big dummy. I like to smell farts. 
Just the relevance of trying. To... <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's end it. Apparently, it's not the 60 frame generation either. I've been Trib Zero. Thank you all for listening to episode 251. You guys can find me on my home on Mixer, mixer.com slash TV. But for now, you want to hang out with me on Twitter because I am currently up in the air about my work schedule with a new job. So once I find out, you'll know. So follow me on Twitter. Same thing, TV. And uh, that's where you can find me, Felix. Yeah, this is Felix Hergood. Uh, Felix Hergood is all one word uh, on Twitter, um, on Mixer, on Twitch. When I go live, I go live to both services at once, Mixer and Twitch. Right now, I'm pretty pushing, uh, pretty much pushing hard into Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey um, and then occasionally MLB The Show. I'm also doing Mortal Kombat when that shit comes out. That'll be May 26th. We didn't mention that earlier. And then this weekend on Saturday, my next stream is going to be um, uh, Call of Duty Warzone and maybe the regular game after Neo gets off. Hell yeah. Oh, I only have Warzone. Got to remember that. I know. You only have Warzone. The primary thing we're going to play is just Warzone. Oh, cool. All right. I'm Neo Ayoshi. You can find me at Neo underscore Yoshi on Twitter, Neo Ayoshi on Twitch. Uh, playing a variety of games. I'm jumping between Valorant, uh, Remnant from the Ashes, Seven Days to Die. Um, I'm playing anything I can get my hands on because, oh, I want to do a playthrough of Half-Life 2 as well because I finished Alex. I actually didn't talk about that last week, but it's a fucking great game. Bring it that up was next a great, week. Bring it great up next game. Week. Oh, yeah, I will. Put I'll it do in that. The note tonight. Oh, that's good. Felix? That's smart. That's smart thinking, and I'm here for it. Yep. Um, but yeah, that that was a good good time. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna probably do Half Life Two playthrough again because just for fun, and I'm not doing. I'm literally quarantined, so it's a good time to revisit that classic. Yup. Um, also, stay tuned for the podcast I'll be on. I'll talk about that next week. Uh, that movie podcast, my movie show that I'm gonna do. <laughs> Love watching a movie show. I don't know. It's just a discussion. You literally don't know the name of the podcast you're gonna be on. Uh, I'm gonna be on DJ Kento's channel. That that's just what it's called. His name is DJ Kento, yeah. But he, he doesn't have a name for his podcast? No, he just wants to talk I'm about sure it. if you go there, you'll hear the name when it starts. Got so it, cool. Let us know then. You got DJ it. Kento on Twitch. Cool. All right. We'll see you next time. See you guys next week. Catch you later. Later. You know what you should do? You should pick up MLB the show. And while you're <laughs> play in, the show while games. you're in your boring boring training, I can be in my boring training, and we can play games against each other. That'd be lit. Well, yeah, Kevin, that's the same Halo two and three. Me and Kevin ripped. Uh, we've been ripping Halo. Oh, I I, I, I should uh, talk about this on the show, but uh, I made a new character in MLB the show. Got the new, one that you tweeted about. Got a new yeah. ball player. Yeah, you do. <laughs>